Oh yeah, chicos, pero here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Dream This. After subduing Cari Lopez, the Daytona Patrol Force agreed to show her evidence of the conspiracies they have uncovered in order to clear their names. No, I ain't a killer, I ain't a killer! To do so, they split up, with half the team going back to Cafe Risque and the other half going to the Capitol in search of Marco Rubio or evidence of any of his plans. We developed a beautiful plan. It's the best plan, the biggest plan, the greatest plan. Let's see what happens now. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm sorry, it was an emergency. It came out of nowhere. Yes, 15. Well, hopefully next time we can plan her quinceañera in advance. Thank you so much for understanding. <laughs> Cletus, you pull away the phone you were holding to Cari's face and hang up. Okay, I told them it was an emergency fiesta in Cabo, and I would need to be off work until at least Saturday. That should be enough time. Bueno. Eh, look, if we're going to be working together, you're going to have to untie me eventually. Can you please let me go? She's not wrong. All right, Steve, uh, you know, any sudden movements, don't be afraid to take uh, a snack. And I uh, start untying Carrie Lopez. Yes, Sensei. And you see Carrie like, oh, runs her hands over her wrists and goes, Oh, thank you. I promise you won't regret it. David, you wake up with a mild sangria-induced headache. It's Wednesday. T-minus two days to Marco Rubio. You stumble your way over to the monitor on Eddie's workbench and log into your Yahoo account to find a number of emails. There are a few advertising hot singles in your area, something about car insurance, a certain promising email regarding organ enlargement, and finally, an email from Polly titled Re David Feinstein Audition. The body reads, Great stuff, smiley face. I knew there was something special about you. When can you start? Oh my goodness, my gracious, it's all happening. Oh my god, oh my god, what do I say, what do I say? Um, um, dearest Polly, comma, it would be a genuine pleasure to begin as soon as you would have me. I cannot wait. I have been practicing. I found a fireman's pole in an abandoned fire station nearby, and I absolutely cannot wait to join the team. Sincerely yours, David Feinstein. Now, where's the send button? Oh, gosh, they reformatted everything, didn't they? Why can't they just keep things the same? <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Oh, why can't we go back to the days of dial-up? Everybody had to take their time. So much breathing. Roll investigation for me to find the send button. All right. <laughs> oh, goodness. So oh, goodness. It's a 12. All right, you find the send button. Oh, thank God. They moved it from the bottom right to the top left. Okay, there we go. Now I wait. And you wait, but by the end of the day, you get a response from Polly that just says, see you Friday. JT, you sit at a work table with Eddie repairing Caddy's camera equipment. I mean, Cletus really did a number on these. Won't be easy, but we got a few days, so we should be good to go by Friday. Sounds good. Where do we start first? Tell you what, uh, go see if you can snatch any extra lenses off of any junk I got here. See if we can replace some of the smashed glass. You got it. 
While all of this is going on, Steve sits at a computer with Guinevere doing some research. You discover that there's going to be a vote on some proposed infrastructure expansion on Thursday, but that the offices should be relatively quiet come Friday for the mission. Sensei, I believe we're good to go for Friday. We shouldn't run into any uh, snafus necessarily. Doesn't look like the, the capital's going to be all that crowded. Good work, Steve. Oh my, Stephen, this reminds me of that ocean movie you showed me with there's 11 of them. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Flash forward to Friday. We see David nervously talking over routines with Claudia in the back of Caddy's car as Hayes pulls it into the parking lot. The time has come. David, Claudia, Eddie, and Hayes walk into the Café Risqué, and Polly greets them from behind his desk. Well, if it isn't our newest star. Oh, and you brought an entourage with you. Oh, you know us celebrities. We can't go anywhere without them. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, we'll start you off easy today. Uh, Fridays get a little rowdy in the evening. And you hear Eddie chuckle in the back. <laughs> yeah, they do. But we can give you a big rollout to the early crowd, let you feel it out, and... Uh, you can come out for some more casual dances throughout the night. Sound good? Sounds wonderful. Thank you, Polly. Uh, Mr. Polly, do we, like, as uh, David's entourage, do we get, like, complimentary bills to tip uh, uh, the performers or... Uh, uh s- sorry, hey, no, I-, I-, I don't think we do that. Uh, but, I mean, hey, if, if David wants to give you... Uh, a tour backstage or anything like that. I mean, within reason, you're you're, you're more than welcome to. Um, oh, and, and by the way, David, sometimes we get some uh, rather big faces in the crowd. Oh, my goodness. Don't let it get to you, okay? Just, just treat them like anyone else. They're here to see you. Okay, so treat them like anybody else, which means slap them in the face and call them names, right? (laughs) I mean, hey, if that's your shtick, I won't stop you till HR does. (laughs) Great, I can't wait. Oh my goodness. Meanwhile, we see JT's RV pull into the parking lot of the Florida Capitol. Front and center, there is a traditional historic Capitol building with all the traditional architectural embellishments. It is surrounded by much more plain, modern buildings. There are two square, roughly five-story tall buildings to either side, and a massive, towering, 22-story tall, rectangular building directly behind it, jutting into the sky like an erect, um, uh, appendage. What do you do? Wow. It's like we're about to infiltrate the Shinra building. We should have scouted the area first before we, uh... (laughs) Jumped in, huh? You got a drone or something? JT, you can do a search from within the RV using the drone, so I'll just give you advantage on a search. Okay, 25. The drone takes off and flies over the area and does a a quick pass over, and you don't see anything too out of the ordinary. Behind the historic capital, between that and the large 22-story tall building, there's a little courtyard. You see people walking around. You assume some are working here. Others might be tourists visiting for the day. As you go over this with Caddy, Caddy lets you know, she goes, okay. So the historic capital is a little less guarded. It is really made mostly for tourists. The other buildings you have, uh, the house office buildings, the Senate office buildings, and then the new capital. To get into either of those buildings, we're going to have to go through metal detectors, security, the whole nine yards. While it may not be super obvious, of course, there is armed security within the buildings. Which one's Rubio's office? Well, Rubio's a U.S. senator, so he technically doesn't have an office here. But he does spend plenty of time here. I've had many conversations with him. I would say, you know, the main capital. Whenever he's milling about, he, he probably has stuff to do there, so... Kind of want to explore, but it's too risky, so I think we should just stick with the main capital. Just get in, get out kind of business? I think so. Shit, we should have got an Eddie to 3D print some polyurethane guns so they don't get detected by the metal detector. That would have been very smart. Yeah. JT, do you have anything to disable the metal detectors? Let me see what I got here. I do! Let's use that. Yeah, good idea. All right. Well, I have my little top hat and trench coat on. Are we ready to uh, get in there? I just want to say, JT, are you certain your ability will be able to get us through? Because if it fails... I doubt we will be allowed back into the capital. 
<laughs> um, I just I just want to make sure the stakes are clear. It's worth a shot. What we could do is leave all of our metal behind. I can't leave our letter. JT, you got a spell right that can distract, that can walk through as it's going off. Maybe you, you deafen them or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> I will remind you we're in a government building. You will, We don't want to draw a lot of attention to ourselves. We won't make it very far inside. You know what? Ancestors, it's time. <laughs> I call upon you, beckon down your wisdom to tell me the safest way into the capital. So you call upon the ancestors and... Although it doesn't come across as verbal communication, you don't really hear a voice, you are filled with the feeling that you should probably go unarmed. Oh, God. Oh, Sensei, I don't think you're going to like this. No. My little heady head here in my brain is telling me... Oh, the the ancestor Sensei, they're telling me we need to leave our weapons behind for this to succeed. I can't do that, Steve. Sensei, it might be the only way. The ancestors know everything. I'm ready to shoot my way out if I have to. (laughs) Sensei, should we put Carrie in danger like that? She'll be fine. There are good people that work in that capital. I'm not comfortable putting them in danger. Of course. Yeah, I ain't trying to kill them. But if they try to kill me, you know. And you see, Carrie, like, you could tell she's rethinking trying to help you at all. You know what? Why don't we try the metal detector thing real quick? See if it works. If it doesn't, we'll reevaluate some things. Yeah. All right. Move out. Okay. All right. Failure's not an option. It's going in my... I'm going to have a bum leg. I'm sticking in my pants leg again. Okay. You're going to get the boom mic, JT, because you're always wearing headphones. Uh, so it just makes sense. Okay, you're going to be the reporting. I carry the camera, I guess. Um... And Steve is going to be... Steve could be the producer. Producer in a trench coat and hat. Sounds good. <laughs> I'll be Carrie's bodyguard. How about that? Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. And Steve puts on little sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> As you enter on the runway, you see Antonio is dancing at the moment. There are not too many people here, but the few people that are seem mostly enraptured by him. A couple are hanging around the bar where Shelby is handing out drinks. And you are free to do as you please. Okay, David, once Antonio is done with his set, I think we need to talk to him backstage and see if he would be interested in helping us, okay? I think that would be a wonderful idea. That's great. Oh my goodness, we're on a mission. Oh my God. David, David, David. I'm sorry. I just get very excited about all these things. My goodness, my gracious. Hayes takes your cheeks in their hands and says, you got this, sweetie pie. Oh, thank you, my God. Oh, you're going to make me blush. Okay, do we want to scope the place out, see what we're working with for now, and then... Well, shit, I, I don't really know what we're... Uh... What we're going to do with Rubio once we find him, I mean, it's kind of a crowded place. We're going to... Well, don't forget the private booths. I'm sure I can convince him to come on back. You know what I'm saying? That is... That is the hope. So all the rest of us just kind of like a standing guard in case that shit hits the fan? I Yeah, I would think I would think that would be a good idea. Yeah, standing sta- at the ready, being uh, prepared for the inevitable, um, uh, perhaps, tussle. Um, perhaps a lizard reveal. And, and, and David, you're sure that uh, you're, you're going to be able to seduce Mr. Uh, Rubio? Eddie, come on. Look at me. Who wouldn't want this supple aged body? And Hayes does like the Will Smith, like two arm point. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. You you got a point. But uh, I know maybe you want to head back and get ready, do some warm up rounds before uh, he shows up. Okay, okay. Yes, okay. Eduardo is right. Uh, David and I, we we need to go backstage. Uh, But one, if Antonio's not going to help us, then yes, David, it is going to be all on you. All right, it is a it's a heavy burden, but just as Moses carried those two very heavy stone tablets down from the mountain, I can handle this burden. Believe me, it would be my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure. Oh my, look at that alliteration. I am nothing if not a poet. I am an artist at heart. My mother never let me pursue my passions, and now they're okay, all pent okay. up and I have to pursue them now. I'm sorry, David, I'm you're sorry, getting, I'm calm. You're getting I'm calm, up. I'm we perfectly not- calm. 
Okay. okay. Do you need a drink beforehand? Oh, yeah. Hey, Grumpy Pants, you think they got some of that sangria back here at the bar? Last time I had that sangria, I woke up with a splitting headache. But, um... Perhaps just a little something before I go on. Perhaps, um... I, I do not think they have that back there, but I'm sure they have something that... Dr- David, what do, you, what do you... What do you... What do you drink? I was thinking maybe a nice French 75. All right, well, uh, uh if you want, I'll, I'll grab one and I'll take it back for you. All right, everyone, coming through star quality here. And so we see... JT holding a boom mic, Cletus holding a camera, Steve with his little crocodile arms folded across his chest, and (laughs) Caddy with a notepad in hand. Enter the front door of the Florida Capitol, (sighs) weapons in tow. As they enter the building, you see a security checkpoint. There are several different lines with metal detectors, people going through, taking their shoes off, belts, putting them in little bins and passing them through the x-ray and then them passing through the metal detector as well with the officers on the other side, giving them a little pat down, making sure everything is good to go. So, who is going first? And you you see Kari immediately start sweating and she goes, Cletus, Cletus, if you kill anyone in this building, I swear to God, I will make sure you are put under the jail. Fair enough. So I guess I'm first. Um, I'm like walking up to the detectives, like on my phone. I hit a little button and I'm gonna roll. All right, yeah, give me that roll. I got a 17. Ah, uh, that's plus five though. A 22. And so JT, as you wait in line to go through the metal detector, you open up the Decrypto JT app on your phone. You press that button and you see a progress bar. And then it just says upload complete. Oh, thank God. Cool. Hopefully this worked. <laughs> So, like, I'm just going to, like, go up there and, like, give them everything from my pockets and stuff and just go through the metal detector as is. You put your headphones and your phone and your keys and everything in a little bin. You walk through. The metal detector does not go off because you took everything out of your pockets. They pat you down really quick, and then uh, you retrieve your stuff, and you're good to go. Oh, wait, the pat down. Yeah, I'm not. Sensei, I'm a gator. I can't take that pat down. We're we're not going through the metal detectors. (laughs) And you see, Gotti's like nervously there, like, they're waiting. You carry, go. Uh, uh, And Gotti just starts going. Gotti goes. She takes her stuff off, puts it in the bin, passes through, and is also good to go. Oh, we have our communicators on, right? Yeah. Telecommunicate JT, make some kind of loud noise distraction so that. Steve and I can slip past. We are not going through the metal detectors. I repeat. Sensei, it. why don't you try it? I think I think JT succeeded. Oh, but the pat down. Shit, the pat down. That's why I don't. Yeah, I just want a distraction for them to look while we walk past. Everybody like and subscribe to Krypton JT. Do they look? <laughs> I love that guy. His channel's so funny and amazing and really informative. I don't know who he is, but I think it's a really awesome channel. Roll a performance for me, I guess. Yikes, that was a 10. Performance is plus 13. And the security guard turns around and he goes, Kid, go do whatever you're going to get out of here. Go. That's when I walk. That's when I walk. Roll a stealth for me. I'm going to follow right behind him. Okay. 15, 25. I don't even need to add my spell. It's a 25 already. Okay. 20. And you both walk through the metal detector. Cletus first, and then Steve. Cletus with the shotgun down your pant, and Steve with your enormous exoskeleton. And nothing happens. The metal detector does not make a noise. And you slip behind the guard who has turned to look at JT. And as he turns back to look at the checkpoint, you like stay perfectly behind him and manage to somehow slip through undetected. And he turns around and goes, what? Where'd they go? Oh, well. And you have now slipped through the security checkpoint. You go through that door and you close it behind you, I guess <laughs> panting heavily. And you see Kari goes, oh my God, you people are insane. I should never have come here. I should never have come here. Oh my God. Sensei, can crocodiles sweat? Uh, you tell me, have you ever sweat in your life? I feel wet and damp. I, I don't know if it's sweat or, or what, but. Steve, roll a d20. 10. It's pee. Damn it. Yeah, I just piss myself. Good work, Harry. You're doing great. Okay. So, so what's what's the plan now? What's the plan? We're here. We, we made it through the hard part. Uh, now, please just don't shoot anyone. 
No, I don't think we need to now. I think we'll be good. Okay. Uh, office build. Where would he be now? Uh, the first five floors contain lots of important offices. And then after that? Okay, so at the top you have the uh, observation deck. And then there's lots of a, a sort of more touristy type stuff. But the first five floors are the important ones. There is uh, more offices Underneath, there are three floors underground. There is a cafeteria, a parking lot, and uh, more offices beneath the ground as well. Hmm. How many? And Steve, your lizard senses immediately start tingling. Ah. It might be residual from contacting the ancestors before or something, but you feel something drawing you down. Yeah. (laughs) Sensei, we need to go down now. My feeling exactly. Let's find an elevator. And sure enough, there's an elevator a little ways ahead of you. That's convenient. (laughs) All right. Everyone in. You enter the dressing room and you see lots of bright pinks and purples. It's very theatrical. There are mirrors lining wall to wall with those nice round bright bulbs. And there are little lockers for personal possessions, things like that. And at the back of the dressing room, so the wall facing the general public, you see some steps that lead up to a raised platform and then a curtain that will allow you to strut out onto the stage. Within the dressing room, you see two people. You see a very tall blonde woman dressed in white with angel's wings and golden devil's horns. <gasps> and then you see a brunette woman dressed in all black at a different chair. That's Cindy. Okay, I think yes, but we do not know that, okay? Wait, what do you mean we don't know that? <laughs> and both of you are whispering this to each other with Hayes just standing between you two in the entranceway of the dressing room. So Cindy just turns and says, uh, Hi, you you must be David, right? Or are you David? Or are you David? Oh, it's me, dear. I'm so, it's a pleasure to meet you, David Feinstein. I'm the new hire. Hi, I'm Cindy. Nice to meet you. Welcome aboard. And she gets up and, like, offers you a hug, like, opens her arms to see if you're receptive. Oh, David immediately just, like, wraps his arms around her in, like, this, like, massive hug. Yeah, and she hugs you quite warmly. Like, she puts her head on top of your head because she's so tall, especially in her seven-inch heels. And, yeah, she holds you there for a second. And she says, hi, welcome. Uh, this is Chastity. And she goes, hello. Hi, Chastity. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Pleasure to meet you. Oh, Cindy. You know, I was in here the other day. And I caught a little bit of your routine. And let me just tell you, it was an inspiration. It really oh my God. brought a tear to my eye. And I just... Thank you so much. You are you are everything that I want to be when I grow up. Oh my God, David. Flattery will get you everywhere. So what's a crowd like on these kind of nights? Like, should I expect a lot of tips? Do I need to work really hard? What's the deal? Well, you have to work hard all the time if you want good tips. Of course. But Friday's a pretty good day. We're, we're slow right now just because it's early. But, um, you know, once it fills up, I mean, hey, it gets pretty popping here. Uh, Fridays are, they're pretty busy days. I'm relatively new here too, but uh, I'm thankful that uh, people seem to have taken a liking to me. So yeah, I like to work it on Fridays. Hopefully it's a great day to introduce you to the crowd. Incredible. Oh my goodness. Thank you. And um, in terms of the lineup and things, how does that work? I know Antonio's out there now. I saw him on stage. I was here. I, I introduced myself the last time I was here. If you know what I'm saying. Um, but anyway, um, I saw that he was out there now. Uh, what's the what's the order, the rundown for this for today? Well, we've got a little intercom over here. So if you ever need to speak to the front, you could just kind of click this button and you talk to them. Uh, but usually just listen for your name. If you hear your name, then you go. Oh, so it's a little bit of a Russian roulette situation. You never know when you're yeah, going to go on. Oh, that's thrilling. My goodness. All right. Well, I see this. Uh, where, where is my spot on the dressing room table here? Is is it just this empty one over here? Yeah, you, you can take that one. I mean, we can kind of, you know, it's it's no big deal, but no one's been using that one for a while. So you can go ahead and sit there. Oh, no one's been using it for a while. What is it haunted? My goodness. <laughs> oh. <laughs> why why did you, you not uh, answer that question? 
Why Excuse did you not just, answer the question? Trust me, that was not a denial. So I am a little nervous no. about taking that spot. And Hayes sits in the chair and they spin around because it's a spinny chair and they go, Cindy, can I just say you have a bombacious bottom? I mean, like, seriously, I don't know how Cletus and Eddie ah, ever got it. Okay, I think it is time to stretch David out, maybe put on some makeup. Hey, do you maybe want to uh, go check on Eddie to see if he got the drink? I, uh, uh, Did ooh, you say? Ah, damn it. <laughs> and as this is happening, you see the door to the dressing room open, and you see Eddie standing there with a glass with uh, David's French 75. His jaw drops as the glass drops and he just turns around and leaves. Oh, you did not have to. And David Uh. just gets down and starts carefully picking up the glass. Uh, Does anyone have a brown paper bag? We have to get rid of this safely. We cannot just put it in the trash can because you know you have to put it in the paper or else it gets all over the place and it can cut through the bag and it can seriously injure someone. You see Cindy turns around and she goes, who is that? It looked a lot like, um, uh, sorry, weird. Did, uh, Did you say Cletus? No. Did one of you just say Cletus? No, he said his feet is it? Uh, she was talking about her fetus. You see, um, she, uh, she's, she's pregnant. Roll a persuasion for me. I rolled an eight. <laughs> well, technically it was a critical fail and then plus seven brought it to an eight. No! <laughs> okay, I got a 12. Well, Cindy rolled a 14, so. No! No, no, not, not either of you, you. Ha, haste. you just said, Cletus? Uh, and Hayes darts their eyes at you. Don't you think about it. Don't do it. We are not here for this right now. No, I didn't say Cletus. Yeah, I said fetus. My fetus, I'm pregnant. Yeah. Oh my goodness, what a surprise. Ah. Oh my, Hayes, I... I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. Hey, he's got a 16 on that persuasion versus Cindy's nine. What? But then Hey says, yeah, uh, me and Cletus are having a baby. No! <laughs> <laughs> and you see Cindy just goes, oh my God. And sits down at the mirror. Wait, wait, okay. wait. No, no, no. Okay, no, okay, we need okay. To stop. Um, this is too much. Uh, it's okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. Oh. You know, um, Cindy, Cindy, uh, th- <laughs> there is there is no baby. We we do know Cletus, but we didn't want to make it awkward between us because we, we had a real connection when we walked in that hug. It was just so Wait, so Cletus is not having a baby? No. With anyone? No, not that I mean not that I know where, of. Where is he? Where is he? Where is Cletus? Okay, 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 Cindy. Uh, oh. He's not here. But you know where he is? You, you know where to find him? Um uh, I he is a man of mystery, my dear. I wouldn't say I know exactly where he is. He is he is in the Tallahassee general vicinity, but that it does not narrow it down. Roll a persuasion for me. Um that would be a seventeen. <sighs> Tell me about it. I'm gonna find him. I swear I will. They we're not? We're not over, we're not. And you see Chastity kind of gives you a look like, oh boy, you just set her off. And goes, I know, I know, darling, I know. You ride the elevator down and the doors open into a hallway. This looks remarkably like any other office building. There's carpeting and fluorescent lights and there's a hallway with doors and like paintings on the wall, but nothing incredibly out of the ordinary at the moment. Too quiet, too calm. Don't like it. Carrie, are you familiar with the area? I've been here once or twice. There are offices here, but I don't... I wouldn't really know where to look. Is there... Is anything catching your eye? Can I roll to see if anything catches my eye? Yeah, roll an investigation for me. All right. Ah, no, no. Five. Nothing catches your eye. Here I go. Critical fail. (laughs) All right, I'm going to roll an investigation. Oh, that's also a critical fail. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Carrie, you want to uh, roll investigation? <laughs> Do you see anything that catches your eye? Okay, Senorita? I will say, Carrie is going to roll. So if she does not roll high enough, y'all are going to have to go, like, inch by inch. Okay, Carrie's, Carrie's a, a smart cookie. <laughs> oh, thank God. 
You know what always kind of creeped me out about this place? Like, it's just a bunch of... And she starts whispering because she realizes there's a bunch of office doors and people are probably listening. It's just a bunch of office doors. And then there are all these paintings, right? You see, like, oh, look, a president. Oh, look, a historic moment. And then there's just this one random painting of a green anole. Of a what? A green anole. And you look, and there's a big painting of a green anole, like a little lizard on a tree branch. It's president's historic buildings, historic moments, and then a lizard. Well, well, <laughs> think we know where to go. I'm a man. I don't notice details like that. It's just a very odd interior design choice. But yes, I don't know where to go from here. Is it next to a door? Yeah, it's next to a door. Okay, let's go through that door. Okay, you try to open the door and it is locked. Oh no. Can I investigate the painting? Sure. How are you investigating it? Just looking for anything out of the ordinary, I guess, on it. Like on the painting? Yeah, or or behind it. Okay. You investigate it. It just looks like a regular painting of a green and old. Very pretty. Very well done. But then you search behind the painting. And beneath it, you see a somewhat familiar symbol carved into a stone button. But something seems a little off about it. You see a large brain enveloping a heart. You said it's a button? Yeah. Click. You click it and you hear a sort of mechanism whir and you assume it is the unlocking of a door that is next to the painting. All right. Open says me. I open the door. And you open the door. <gasps> Inside. Hang on, pause. So are you God, guys going I'm in? so sorry. Did we put the painting back? You can. Yes. Yes. Real quick. Yeah. Actually, I want to record it with the camera first. Okay. Yeah. Katty sees you remove the painting and she goes, oh my good. Record this, record this. Beep. And Cletus is already on it with the camera. <laughs> too zoomed in, like, up, like, yeah. like way too zoomed into it. Like, lens right against it. And she's like, what is this doing? What? And, of course, when the door unlocks and Steve opens it, like, Katty is losing her mind. She goes, oh, my goodness, we're on the trail of something serious here. And she puts <laughs> the painting back up for you. You want to do an official report on the Boom Mac real quick? Uh, I mean, well, I, I don't know. It's just a strange symbol, but we'll. Uh, I, I, if we have more, I'll I'll try and piece something together. Okay, I'm getting a good shot. Make sure I get a good shot of this. And you do you do manage to line up. Actually, roll a performance. Button. Nine. Okay, you get a pretty good shot of the button. It it looks pretty good on camera. After that, do you all enter the room? Yeah. And I close the door and lock it. I mean, if you need to kiki with us like one of the girls, you know, that's fine too. I, I learned that term watching the RuPaul's Drag Race, kikiing. It's a group of um, people, doesn't matter who, doesn't matter how they identify, but they're gossiping, you know, it's, it's a very fun thing to do. I used to do it back, um, uh, well, I do it all the time, really. And as you're saying this, the curtains in the back part, and Antonio walks in, glistening like a god. David's jaw just kind of falls open. And he, oh, God. David? David, what are you doing here? Oh, my goodness, Antonio. Well, you know, I just thought what you guys do is, as dance performers and artists, I just, I wanted to be a part of that. So I sent in an audition video to Polly and I got hired. Oh my God, you're the new David? I didn't, I didn't put that together. That is incredible, congratulations. I'm more of an old David, but thank you. And as this is happening, you hear over the intercom. And now, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, put your hands together for our newest newbie straight from New York. York, the hip replacing, <laughs> organ rearranging, ravenous <laughs> rabbi, that fickle fucker, David Feinstein. Oh my god, I haven't oh changed, I haven't warmed you up. You haven't I done it, huh? Ah, and I think I've, as quickly as we possibly can, we're just gonna throw things on David. All right, I need a lab coat, a feathered boa, and a gold lame thong. Okay, everyone's gonna assist you, so uh, you're gonna get a combined advantage. <laughs> but give me a combined dexterity check for a uh, quick change. Oh, <laughs> Roll for quick change. <laughs> Roll for quick change. I got a 17. Okay, the people in the dressing room did not help you very much. That was a nine, but what did you get? I got a six. You all have combined advantage. So with that 17, it takes a few seconds longer than you would like, but you managed to get David uh, uh, decked out. David, as you stripped down from your street clothes, you already had your gold lame thong on. 
And so they throw the feather boa on, they tie you up in a corset, uh, some, some fishnet, and they throw some stilettos on you, uh, hastily apply some red lipstick, and send you out. Now, David, roll a performance. Dirty 21. Oh, yeah. Tell me how you are performing. So David is going to walk to the upstage point of the main runway. He's going to strike a pose. He's going to wait for the music to come in. And David is just very softly kind of rolling his wrists and snapping. Very little movement to begin with. He's got to pull the audience in. Give me that Fosse, let's go. Give a little Fosse. And then he's gonna egg hands down the main runway while the music is playing. Then he's going to switch to Beyonce move number two in the single ladies video, the alternating leg and arm thing. And then he's gonna pose one arm up, one arm down, wrists flex. And he's just gonna pose for a moment and then do some more rotating wrists snaps. How's everyone feeling tonight, baby? And the small crowd erupts. As they shower the runway before you with bills, the stage is yours. So seeing this shower of bills, David is gonna get down on his hands and knees and anyone that's listening and close to the stage might hear his hip replacements popped as he gets down and he starts crawling along the stage and then he goes like kind of spread eagle with his arms as his chest kind of just wipes the floor and he like reaches his arms around to bring the cash towards him into like a giant bundle in his arms and he like slowly swiveling his hips and gyrating his chest and he rises from the ground throws the money up in the air as it all rains down around him and he struts. Absolutely like shoulders popping, kind of like a Beyonce, um, a lot of Beyonce references to this. Uh, <laughs> shoulders popping in a um, come on girls, let's get in formation sort of way. And then he reaches the pole halfway down the runway and he just grabs it and like with the momentum that he had, swings himself around, letting his legs kind of like splay out in the back, giving everyone a view of his little purse in the gold lame thong as he swings around. And then he wraps his legs around it and slowly kind of slides down, gyrating and grinding on the pole. And then he releases from the pole and strikes another pose. And the crowd goes wild as they shower you with bills, drinks, and hungry eyes. Hungry eyes. After a while, you retire to the dressing room, exhilarated with a net gain of $400 tucked into your gold lame thong. Oh my goodness, my gracious, I've never felt so alive. And Hayes, who was out in the audience watching you and throwing like, they only had like $10, but they were throwing it at you. <laughs> They run to the back and go, oh my God, David, you were incredible. Thank you, thank you, Hayes. I know, I just, you know, sometimes you have a you have a vision of what you, the routine is gonna be like. I don't know if you ladies and Antonio have ever had this moment where you just go out there and you don't know what's gonna come out of your body, but what does is just magic. Tell me about it. I never know what comes out of my body. Uh. <laughs> Bueno, okay, David, you did a beautiful job. I am so proud of you. Claudia, thank you, my goodness. I, I just, it's it's really nice to hear that because a lot of the, a lot of the time when we've been out on the road, it's just, it's really hard and I, I don't, I feel like, I feel like everyone else is doing the work that, and I just feel like I, I... <laughs> oh, Okay, okay, can we get a tissue, please? And you see Antonio is, awkwardly watching this, not knowing how to proceed with what he had ready next. And he goes, well, I wanted to celebrate your first dance. <sighs> of course. With backstage shots. Oh my goodness, of course. And there's a little tray of shot glasses for all of the performers. It, sorry, I, I forgot about your friends. That is okay. Oh, Antonio, that's so sweet. Thank you. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just very, uh, you know, I get caught up in the emotional range of a performer, and you know, it just, it just pours out of me sometimes. And just, you know what? Let's pour some shots, baby. All right, and he pours up some shots. He gives a look at Claudia, and he goes, "Okay, David, repeat after me. 
¡Para arriba! ¡Oh, my God! ¡Para arriba! ¡Para abajo! ¡Para abajo! ¡Para el centro! ¡Para el centro! ¡Para el carajo! ¡Y he down the shot! ¡Para oh. oh. You all enter the room, Steve closes and locks it behind him, and inside is a windowless room with dank gray carpet and harsh fluorescent lights. There are large wooden cabinets, the kind you would expect lead to Narnia, and decorative stone pillars in the corners of the room. In the center sits a bureau that reminds you of the Resolute desk. There are papers and a computer sitting on it, as well as two chairs on the opposite side for guests. What do you do? I don't know about you all, but this is pretty cozy. I could, like, live here. He said it's dank. Yeah. Oh. I'll keep the camera rolling. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is where they smoke and uh, talk about New World Order stuff. Okay. Let's look at the desk. Um, I'll open a cabinet. Okay. JT, we need you on sound. Everyone walks over to the desk except for Steve. So, Steve, what are you doing with the cabinets? Opening one. You open the cabinet, and inside, you actually don't see much of anything. It's, like, completely empty, except there is this weird, like, translucent, crinkly material laying at the bottom. <gasps> oh, no, I know what that is. Meanwhile, the rest of the group is walking over to this desk that seems to resemble the president's. Cari looks at the camera and at the boom. She goes, this is Cari Lopez with OCPWH News. We are currently inside the Capitol building. We seem to have found that uh, strange stone button outside. And now we are in what I assume is a regular office, but for some reason is is, is hidden. And what are you looking at on the desk? Uh, we're looking for any incriminating files at all, like on the papers. On the papers? Okay, excellent. Roll a search for me. 13. There's a big desk mat calendar, and you notice two particular dates that are circled in red, and you kind of draw Caddy's attention to it. Today is Friday. On that calendar for Saturday, so tomorrow, you see the date is circled, and it says expansion, Doke, 8 p.m. Doke? Yeah. Oh, like the stadium, sensei. And then you also see for April 16th through 18th, so that whole weekend is circled in red, and across it is written, Society Reunion, St. Augustine. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Another place to go. St. Augustine and the Doak Stadium. I'm going to take pictures of all this. JT pulls out his phone and starts taking pictures. Cletus is zooming in with the camera, <laughs> and you've drawn Caddy's attention to it, and Caddy is reporting. She says, okay, so whoever's in this office seems to have some sort of uh, event going on tomorrow at Doak. And a society reunion. Do you have any idea what this is referring to? Yeah. <gasps> Breakaway society meetup or something. Interesting. They're going to bring all the lizard people together, Sensei. All lizard meetup. Yep. Sensei, come look at this. Look at what I found. What you got there, Steve? Look, you know what that is right there? And I point at the, the translucent thing. Bubble wrap? No, Sensei. <laughs> what happens when I need to... Yeah, I don't know. Shed? Shed, yes. Oh. And as this is happening... From down the hall, you hear, Well, where the fuck is he? He knew that the vote was fucking crucial. Or maybe he had a good reason. A good reason to piss off the powers that fucking be? You're starting to sound like a limptard. As the voices approach, you hear someone fiddling with the door mechanisms. What do you do? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it is your friendly neighborhood GM, John Carlo Herrera here, and today I wanted to tell you about an awesome show called Looters. It is an actual play podcast where a hilarious cast of friends go on dramatic, action-packed, sci-fi western adventures in a universe full of different factions vying for control over the Outer Rims. I love a good sci-fi western mix, the cast is so much fun to listen to, and it's played on the Stars Without Number game system, which is really fun to hear in audio. I really think listeners of Drimbus would enjoy it, so please check out this trailer, and if it intrigues you, go check them out at looterspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, enjoy. Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi Western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have like a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? That'll literally. <laughs> Devastating physical injury. <laughs> Just uh, take cover. Okay. She's a good pilot, everyone. Very good. Very good. She's very good. And friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. In my head, then, I say to Claudia, All right, I think this is about as close to alone with Antonio as we are going to get. Do you think we should uh, have a little chat? Yes, I think this is the only really best time to do it. If anything, we can have Hayes go talk to... Well, no, maybe I can go distract Chastity if we think we... If we think that is a good idea. Hey, why can't I distract people? What the hell? Wait, no, Hayes, you can, pero I just... Uh, this time, maybe do not... Uh, Disclose too much information as to what exactly our intentions are. I mean, Chastity's not fucking Cletus. I don't see a problem there. No, okay. I I know. You know what? Say whatever the fuck you want about Cletus. I don't even care. Go ahead. You know what? I think you should talk. Go over to Chastity and and talk to her about tacos. Okay. You know, uh, and, uh, and memorialize daddy. And you guys are all looking at each other, having this mind conversation. And Chastity and Antonio are just kind of awkwardly sitting there. Because you guys are like, are looking at each other the way you look at each other when you have a conversation, but you're making no noise. And they're just like, uh. I love that so much. (laughs) And then Hayes just out of the blue speaks up and says, hey, Chastity, you like tacos? I love me some tacos. Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about tacos. The region of this dialect keeps changing. I know. It's it's my favorite thing to hear. It's my it's favorite great. thing to hear. Okay, okay. And now out loud, David goes, Ugh, Antonio, I'm I mean, ugh, my goodness. My gracious, I just I'm I am flabbergasted by the reception of this audience. I would not have thought in Tallahassee, of all places, that a male stripper would go over so well. You'd be surprised. I mean, we sort of a little bit of a niche market, but you know, there's Tallahassee is a little bit more diverse than you think. Just you, you have to know where to find the people. Absolutely, and all the closeted homophobes have to get off somehow. You're right. And you see, Antonio very clearly thinks of one in particular and shudders. He goes, <laughs> "Yes, uh, I'm. I I don't mean to reopen old wounds, but um, if I can help take a load." Off- <laughs> No. Oh, no. not your best choice of words, David. You have said a lot in the past, but those? Wow. From the look in your eye from the last time we spoke, I think I know who you're talking about. And if there's anything I can do to help take a load off your shoulders and and, and hold it on mine. More like my face. Is, is that where he likes it? Yes. I hear it's very moisturizing for the skin. You look great, kid. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, um... Is there a particular stage he sits near that I can uh, really uh, get it going for him? Because I don't. I want you to have a good night tonight, and I don't want you to have to worry about oh, this. Oh no, 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 David, not this again! Don't tell me you came because of Marco. Is that why you are here? I mean, when I saw him reach for that bottle of water off camera when he was <laughs> near that podium, I just—I knew he was the man for me, Antonio. And you know, I just. I can't help but follow my heart. Roll a deception for me. That would be a nine. David, don't bullshit me. I remember how you spoke about him. Are you here just to find Marco Rubio? No, not just to find Marco Rubio. That is a major part of it, but I myself have always dreamed of being a performer on the stage, and I thought this would be a great opportunity, and it would kind of kill two birds with one stone, you know? But, um... We are on the tale of uncovering a great conspiracy of the American political system, Antonio. What? I can't go into the details. I don't want to put you in danger, but I could really use your help. 
we need to get as much information on Marco as possible. So that way we can, uh, um, you know, investigate things. I, I, again, I don't want to go into too much detail because I don't want to put you in danger. Roll a persuasion for me. Persuasion 17. And somehow, even with this limited information, you just see you've spoken to something in Antonio and he goes, you know what? I'm tired of this shit. I don't give a fuck about that asshole. What do you need to know? Bueno. Claudia, what do we need to know? (laughs) Okay, this is the part where I always get fuzzy, but one, we want to keep you as far away from this as we possibly can, okay? I would appreciate that. But I hope you do not mind, but David did confide in me saying that you happen to be one of Rubio's... uh... Hold up, who are you? Oh, hi, I'm Claudia. Okay, hi, I'm Antonio. Continue. Uh, My privacy is feeling a little bit invaded right now, but continue. I know, I do not blame you. I'm so sorry. It's fine, it's fine. Uh, Get to the point. Come on. Okay, David told me that, you know, uh, Marco frequents this location and that you are one of his favorites, I guess. And uh, I don't know how you would feel about maybe tag teaming. With David, not in like the way that 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 phrase, not in like not like that. Oh, not like I, that. I know. I, I, I thought I, that's what you were saying. I, no, which... that is that is no, no. I mean, tag teaming as in as in you two work together to get him into a room privately, uh, to then from that, there that on. That sounds you know, a lot I, like a tag team. Okay, I, don't I know, know, I know, but let me finish. I need to finish. Hey, hey, hey. okay. <laughs> no, she needs to finish, and if she's gonna finish, she has to finish on my chest. Okay. We were wondering if maybe we just need to get Marco in a room, in a private room, where we can then hopefully strap him down, uh, detain him, and to then question him. And we do, we, we, we truly hope not to go any further from there. And how do you expect to get away with that without him catching you? What, you think you're going to tie him down and he's just going to walk out willy-nilly? Oh, but we can tie him down if he thinks it's part of the routine in the private room, my friend. You're absolutely right, David. So uh, you you want to offer joint services and then we can maybe morph it into a little bit of a covert interrogation? That's exactly what we are thinking, Antonio, my dear fellow. Pero if you, if you are not interested, that is completely understandable. Listen, I have my limits. So I, I cannot promise that I'll follow all the way through, but I'll do what I can to help you. Uh, what do we think of... I mean, hopefully, if all goes well, he comes around on Mondays often, so that might be our best shot to get him. Wait. Keke? Mondays? Yeah. No, you... you told me Fridays. Most Fridays, yes. But Wait, what? He came by yesterday, and he had a long talk with me after one of our, uh, our rounds, and... God, you know, I can't stand pretending I give half a shit about what that prick has going on in his life. But anyways, eh, eh, uh, yes, uh, he stayed all day yesterday because he said he had some heavy business going on this week. Something about a, a 5G tower installation, some shit like okay, that. Uh, Antonio, he told me he was going to uh, be in the capital all day today working <laughs> with uh, the asshat, Rika Scott. <laughs> okay, Antonio, I need you to pause. Antonio, no, 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 no. I need. Do you have a phone? I need your phone right now. Do you have a phone? Yeah, yes, why? Okay, I can, ahora mismo, can you please, can I? I can, I can, I need to make a, we need to make a call. This is, this changes everything. David, we did not even think. Oh my God. That this would ha- Antonio, please, can you give me a phone? Yeah, he, can you please he, give me a phone? He, here you go. And he gives you a phone. Okay, thank you. Uh, and you see uh, at this point, okay. Hayes shouts, oh, real nice talking about tacos and alternative meat options, but I got a little something going on over here and runs over to you guys and goes, oh my God. Uh, what's need- the... He does. He never carries his cell phone. I I, I don't know how to. Oh my God! Okay, Wait, Eddie, maybe Eddie no, will know Eddie. how to get in touch with him. And we have to go to Eduardo. Or Hayes, do you have JT's number? Uh, yeah, yeah. He he, he gave it to me. Uh, hold up, hold okay. up. And Hayes looks under their armpit and has uh, written in black ink JT's phone number. Uh, right <laughs> under the armpit. That is the most inconvenient place to put anything. I don't Just understand. Just look at it. Here it is. Look at it. <laughs> Okay, but why? Hayes, please just tell me why. I don't know, just go. <laughs> okay, and Claudia's gonna type in the phone number. And both Antonio and Chastity are looking at each other like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh my God. And you type in the phone number and you hear a ring and then it goes straight to voicemail. Ay, carajo, leave it to this. Stinky man, I don't even know, Gen Z, millennial? I do not know, I do not know. Answer your phones. Okay, can I leave a voicemail? Is the vo- is the box full? Yeah, you can leave a voicemail. Okay, good. Uh, I'm going to go out into the hallway for a second. Sorry, 
Just a slight emergency, we'll be right back. Don't you worry about a thing. Talk amongst yourselves. And David grabs Hayes by the hand and pulls them out as he leaves Antonio and Chastity alone in the room. My senior sweet cheeks. JT, this is Claudia. We're calling from Antonio's phone. We're, we're still here at the cafe, pero we just got news that Marco is not going to be here. And it, he's not going to be here. He's uh, The chances of him being at the Capitol with you guys is going to be basically 100%. So... We did not plan for this. How did we not even think of this? How did we just assume? Oh, I cannot believe. I cannot believe. Okay, uh, just call us back if you can. Call Eddie. Tell Cletus to call Eddie as soon as he can. Uh, we're going. We're going to head back. Uh, David, we need to head back to Tallahassee. Yeah. Uh, yes. Absolutely, my dear. I don't. I don't mean to freak you out, but that is it. I just want to know. And just to icing on cake, he is planning to meet with Rick Scott. But we all know that he is not going to be meeting with a Rick Scott tonight. So, I do not know what to uh, do with that, what you will. But we are going to drive as fast as we can back to Tallahassee. Good luck. And she hangs up. David runs back into the dressing room. He's starting to like change out of his stripper gear and starts putting back on his street clothes. And he's like, my goodness, my gracious, I know it's my first shift that I've got to go. I'm so sorry. Uh, Antonio, thank you so much for all your help. Um, Chastity, pleasure to meet you. Uh, tell Cindy, we'll see you later. Um, I'll be back for my next shift, I promise. But um, in the meantime, you guys can split my tips. Be- or not, well, not all this. T- I'm sorry, I need a little bit of cash. I'm a little low on the flow at the moment. Um, you guys can all split 200 of my 400. Okay, David. T- David, take it. It's fine. It's it's Friday. Take it. Go. Oh my goodness! What a doll! And I grab his face and I just plant a kiss on his mouth. <gasps> and then hey. David runs out of the room with his cash and street clothes. Eddie grabs Claudia. Hey, wait, I need to I need to give him his phone back at least. Oh. I don't mean to ruin the dramaticness of your exit, but I'm going to return his phone really quickly. And oh, okay. This looks very cinematic and pressing. Go, go, go. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> And I re-grab Claudia's hand as she comes out and we burst through the backstage door. I scan the room for Eddie and do I see him? Eddie is having a drink at a table right by the door watching Cindy. And you burst out so loudly that both Cindy looks at the door and Eddie also looks and uh, you see the communicators on the table so he hasn't heard anything. But he like picks it up and looks at you with eyes like, "Uh uh-oh, is it go time? Claudia's just gonna nod. It's go time. Okay, and he pops it on and like whatever he was just going through, he shakes it off and joins the group. Pulling on both Claudia and Hayes, I guess Eddie will just train behind us. And I just run out into the parking lot. And as we leave the foyer, I shout at Polly, So sorry, gotta go. Family emergency. See you later. Not so soon. What? David, David pops the trunk and throws like all the loose bills that he had <laughs> into the trunk of the car, slams it down, and hops in the passenger seat as Hayes and Eddie hop in the back of the car. As soon as everyone gets in the car, Claudia is going to peel out of Café Risqué and she's going to make her way to the capital. I'm going to hide in place sight right now. Roll that high check for me. I'm going to start a fake argument with Kari. Like, we had to step inside so no one else could see the argument kind of thing to give us an excuse for while we're in there. Everyone, get in the cabinet now. That's the only way. I wrote a 19, God. Okay. Cletus, what are you doing? All right, I'll hide in the one that he opened. 12. So, Cletus, you shut yourself in the cabinet as Steve. You activate your exoskeleton, get up and take the top hat off and tip it and freeze solid in place and activate your hide in plain sight ability as a taxidermied crocodile. While JT, you grab Gaddy and what do you say to her? Like, what's the fake argument? I'm just like, play along and then <laughs> just go like, all right, I know I'm just an intern and. Like, you've been working at the station for longer than I have, but that's completely unprofessional for you to talk to me like that in front of those people. Like, that's, like I, who does that? I mean, this is supposed JT, to be... JT, what the hell, hell is going person. on? Roll a performance <laughs> for me. <laughs> uh, so, 25. Okay, so that is what's happening as the door opens. And you see a little man-child in a black suit with a red tie who you immediately recognize as baby-faced U.S. Senator Marco Rubio. He has some sort of like intern trailing him who's in like a little navy blue suit with a black tie and he goes, I just mean he knows how important this is and the consequences for not complying. I know what you meant. Do not forget who... And he hears this argument with Caddy and JT and he goes, what the fuck are you doing here? Who the hell let you in here? 
And you see this man is like furious immediately. And JT, roll a perception check for me. It's 19 plus 11. So you notice that as he turns to you and he says, who let you in here? His nails kind of grow a little bit. They extend uh, much like you remember Rick Scott's growing a little bit. And you see the eyes flash just a hint of yellow. And Caddy goes, excuse me, sorry, I was um, having an argument with my, with my intern. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like, you don't even remember my name. And it's just like, yes, I'm an intern, but like, I have feelings too. Like, this guy gets it, right? Well, who let you in here? It was unlocked. I don't, I'm sorry. We just thought it was an open, we just needed an open room. It was kind of unprofessional to argue in the hallway. You know, she's kind of famous. And as you're talking, he doesn't even finish hearing the rest of your sentence. He goes, did you seriously, like kind of whispers, but is like too mad to actually properly hide it. He goes, did you seriously not even lock the fucking door? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought I did. I even moved the painting back to the, and he puts a hand over his mouth and he says, please get out of my office. Wait, Carrie? Uh, Mr. Rubio, oh, you definitely need to get the fuck out of my office. Uh, and and suddenly you see a draft come down and he goes, oh my God, it's, oh, oh God, it, oh my fucking God, they turned the heater off again? It's 70 fucking degrees, you want me to freeze to death? Oh, I'll get right on it, sir. No, Tim, it's time I pay them a visit myself. Carrie, if you would please, I would assume a reporter of your caliber would know better than to wander into random people's offices. If you would please exit with me and find your way the fuck out of here. Eh, certainly, Mr. Rubio. JT, shall we? Yes, ma'am. And you both walk out of the office and the door shuts closed with Steve frozen in place and Cletus hiding in a cabinet. Sensei, we're clear. Over intercom. It's okay, guys. Just stay calm. JT, if you can, hack the AC and turn it way the fuck down. Wait, Sensei, that would hurt me too. Hang on. Oh, shit. I can can make a fire for you or something. I would just like to note at this point that Caddy does not have a communicator. (gasps) So she can't hear anything you're saying. Okay, JT has to tell her everything. (laughs) Uh, But let's handle what's going on with you guys in here. Um, shit. That was him. I thought he was going to be at the club today. That's right. And I think he noticed that Rick Scott was uh, no longer here. Did you check the computer? I'm going to do that right now. You go to click on the computer and uh, you see it's locked behind the password. Damn it, we need JT for this. There is a hint, though. Oh, There's a hint? Yeah, there's a button that says forgot your password. I, I click it. You click it and it says hint, my middle man. Shit, I don't know shit about politics. Rick Scott? You type in Rick Scott and you get incorrect password. Uh, uh, Ron DeSantis. You type in Ron DeSantis and again, you get incorrect password. I'm going to communicate to JT. Hey, we're at the computer. We're trying to get through. Uh, We don't know the password. There's a hint, though. It says my middle man. My middle man. Well, his assistant's name is Tim. Maybe also, like, maybe he has a middle name. Uh, I'm going to type in Walt Disney. You type in Walt Disney and it says incorrect password, computer locked. Oh, shit. Fucking fallout rules. For how long? Five minutes. Ask Carrie. Maybe she knows. Okay. Psst. Carrie. Yes. Okay, so currently, JT, Gotti, Marco Rubio, and Marco Rubio's intern are all awkwardly standing in an elevator together. <laughs> and so Gotti just goes, What do you need? Password. You don't know your own password. It's not mine. It's, it's our friends. I don't know. What do you want me to do about that? This is something about a middleman. Like, what do you think it might be? What are you two whispering about? Oh, ask Rubio. He might know. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm sorry, Marco. Uh, he's an intern, and he's highly unprofessional, and he is just uh, uh, as an aspiring Republican. He is very uh, excited to be in your presence. And he's like, like a little vein pops in his neck, and he's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry, Mr. Rubio. You're just so inspiring. I mean. Is there any, like, tips you can impart on us? I don't know. Yeah, like, uh... I have a really good one, actually. Don't go into random fucking people's offices. And the elevator door opens on the main floor, and he says, Get out, and I will let security know not to let you back down there. Yes, sir. And Caddy goes, Okay, I we are sorry, Mr. Rubio. This is not 
our usual op- modus operandi, and he goes, no, I think it's perfectly in line with what I've seen from you. And he presses the door close button as the elevator doors shut in your face, and Marco Rubio disappears somewhere into the building. Okay. The computer. Computer, computer, or a laptop? Computer, computer. Okay. I'm disconnecting so that we just have the CPU, not the monitor. Taking that. Okay. All right. Let's go, Steve. Wait, Sensei, are you bringing the computer with us? Absolutely. There's so He's much He's going here. to be on high alert if you do that. They don't know we we were in here. We just got He's going to be back here. That's why we're leaving right the fuck now. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Here we go. Let's go. Okay. At this point, Gadi is walking with JT and she says, eh, JT, I don't know how you're communicating with them. Your little cheap things. Eh, tell, tell them to meet us in the front. They need to get out of there now. I, I, Marco Rubio was not supposed to be here. All right, guys, you got to get out of here now. We, we're on our way. And then we see the elevators open on the main floor with uh, Cletus and Steve walking out, father and son, computer in tow. And roll a stealth check for me to try and be inconspicuous as you steal this government property. That's a 17. Okay, and you see people stare at you suspiciously, but they don't really stop to question you. As you exit to the front of the Capitol building, you're in the courtyard and you find Caddy there and Caddy goes, oh my goodness. Oh my God, that was way too fucking close. Let's get in the RV now. Let's get out of now. here. Now. Now. And as you walk to the RV, suddenly you see Cari Lopez's car with Claudia behind the wheel come to a screeching halt in front of the Capitol. A look of relief washes over Claudia, David, Eddie, and Hayes as they open the car to greet you. chicos, pero what just happened? This is Cari Lopez with OCPWH News. If you've enjoyed this episode of Dungeons and Dreambus, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash or at the links in the description. A special thank you to our supporters Clara Jean Kelly, Queso Loco, November Sky, Jerry Benetatos, Terence Knox, and Kevin Dobrolet. Supporters of this show get access to cool exclusive benefits like our after-the-show podcast, After the Dreambus, exclusive merch, and the chance to have NPCs named after you. If you are interested in the opportunity to win a free Dungeons & Dreambus sticker, then consider tweeting using hashtag Dreambus. Thank you all so much for listening. This is Cari Lopez, signing off. The Fable & Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It begins as terrible things often do, with a knife. People of Herta, chosen children of the night, a lost soul has come to us. I'm not sure if I can do this. It's always better if you just do it quick. You came to St Kilda to escape your past, but the past isn't so easy to outrun. You always say you're changing, but underneath you're just the same. She was a child, Lockie. You liar! Did you really believe this community would accept you? I think you're meant to be here. A little bird told me that you're a liar. All of this, it comes with a cost, Lockie. Did you really believe you could find redemption? The time for excuses is over. The Secret of St. Kilda. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to season one now, and remember, there is no change without sacrifice.